a few words on a piece of paper. A sudden moment of clarity. A life changed forever. Throughout the ages, people have been challenged, inspired, moved and transformed by the words of the world's divine educators. My name is Sean Hinton, and in this podcast, Moments of Meaning, I talk to people whose lives have been profoundly affected by the sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith, and ask them about the story of how it happened. My guest today is Bruktawit Tagabu, or Brukti as she's known. She was born and raised in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, where she's an educator who runs a social enterprise that creates educational media for young people. Can I ask you to begin by reading the passage for us? Regard man as a mind rich and gems of inestimable value. Education can alone cause it to reveal its treasures and enable mankind to benefit therefrom. Your life has been dedicated to education and to mining these gems of inestimable value in young people. Can you tell me when you first came across this passage? I was a school teacher, so I was very young, probably 21 or 22 years old and a new Baha'i as well. And I was a school teacher for primary uh, student, which is, you know, age seven, eight, nine years old. The classrooms are very crowded with many students and there are no many resources such as teaching aids, you know, to help explain concepts. Even uh, there wasn't curriculum really for early childhood education, especially. So at that time, you know, was no support system like that. I had to spend so much time after class to create my own teaching gates by hand you know for hours and there are times I spend all night long doing those kind of things so it's just to show you there are not many resources in terms of supporting certain subjects to to be easily understand by students and during that time we you know with my husband Shane I were looking at different way of educating children and we want to deliver quality education for many children in a cost-effective way. So we were looking at an inspiration and we were trying to study the Baha'i writings. So we were looking at scientific writings to spiritual writings. And this quote specifically stood out to me and still to the state it inspired me. I, I never lose an inspiration because it always connects me why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's such a powerful quote for me. As a young teacher working in such difficult conditions, how did reading this passage affect you and, and your work? The way I see human beings in general, like how we are noble, how we are so filled with so much potential. And the power of education to bring out that huge potential. And for me, it gives me hope because growing up in Addis, the way um, I raised and what I see uh, around me is so many challenges and so many um, difficulties. And sometimes you feel like 
you're just a one person and you might not be able to make difference so much but this code gives me hope on many level one is like we're surrounded by so many potential because every human being is um, you know full of these uh, genes and the way to see children the way to see young people from that perspective change uh, gives you so much hope and then the other part of it is that um, the purpose of education is not necessarily to benefit um, you know self but to benefit mankind so having that greater purpose also is quite inspiring so it's just change the way how i see education how why i'm being an educator and you know whom am i interacting in a daily basis and how i have to um, see that opportunity as a blessing uh, blessed uh, opportunity so having changed the way you thought about children and their capacity did it change your thinking about education and the way you teach i start questioning what is education and how do i deliver that education to everyone every child and how do i communicate that education is to serve others so so these are the elements that inspires me and we've done so much research how people in the other world they manage to deliver education so that's where you know this whole media education comes up i thought that the situation is bad in addis but then when i start thinking about the whole country i had to find other way to reach children and at that time we only had one television channel and so when it is on everybody watches it so it's not only children but even parents and the radio has much more penetration than tv still we estimate we could reach up to 5 million children so that was quite an inspiring you know for us to get started on that journey and so you started looking at the possibility of making educational tv programs for children sesame street has been doing it for over 40 years and had research to see when children are exposed with quality well designed educational uh, television programs you know after 10 years they show better motivation better achievement in reading maths and so on so we had to teach everything ourselves basically i was a school teacher <laughs> i haven't even you know used computer properly but i had to teach myself how to edit how to film how to you know animate how to do my lesson plan into interesting engaging musical lessons on tv we had to learn everything and uh, deliver as a producer also so i turned from a school teacher to producer over a year basically you became a media entrepreneur and founded your company wiz kids and i believe the first program was called tehai loves learning can you tell us about how that all began it was very hard at the beginning because there were no media school that we and we don't have much money to hire people so my husband and i used our living room basically turn into a studio and we use you know our bed sheets and as a background and we just work 24 hours literally <laughs> so it's just office and living together and we had to then take one employee at a time to train Uh, and learn together what we are doing 
we started with high loves learning it's a preschool program that is designed in our living room using my husband's socks and our beach itasa background and that show now been produced in seven mother tongue language with a team of 30 plus people and uh with kids went you know from the early childhood to up to young adults uh, production so we support parents you know from pregnancy to early childhood how they help a holistic development of their children from you know spiritual social just a holistic development so that is a spin-off high loves learning pro- program so we call it high for families and then we have for adolescent at web girls it's animation production uh, that is we're hoping to broadcast across africa so we're pro- producing it in English, French, Swahili, and local language as well. And then we have another innovation for young adults. It's called Youth Investigators, where we nurture and help young people to be a change agent. And we hope that, you know, through the different innovations, we help uh, young people to develop different virtues. And now they are using that to be the positive change of the world. So through this four innovation that starts from Zahai, we hope to reach millions of families uh, across the continent. I want to talk a little more about the quote itself. Can you read it for us one more time? Regard man as a mind rich and gems of inestimable value. Education can alone cause it to reveal its treasures and enable mankind to benefit therefrom. So the quote begins with this idea of every human as a mine rich in gems of inestimable value. And this idea that, I guess, in every mine, in every person, the gems are there, if only we dig deep enough. But but that's tough, isn't it? Mining is hard work. It's a lot of work. It's hard to see it sometimes, too. Like, it's hard to believe it is there. That's why teaching and educating is labor of love. You can't really do it as a task. You really have to believe and love children. So then you can be patient and nurture and keep digging to till you hit that gym. So it's quite personal, you know, mission to be educator, to be a teacher, and it's quite challenging work. So that idea of each person as a mind filled with gems is the first part of the quote. And it goes on to say, education can alone cause it to reveal its treasures. Yes. So the other piece of this uh, beautiful quote speaks to me that the type of education we have to provide children is, you can call it spiritual education or character building or moral education, because those type of education is the foundational education that we can build anything after that. So using that, we try to integrate this kind of message such as, you know, being truthful or having empathy, compassion, honesty, those kind of values and every topics we are addressing, such as it could be about literacy or peace building or health. We always try to make sure this kind of education has been included in everything we do. And the final idea is that true education or spiritual education not only reveals these treasures, but enables mankind to benefit therefrom. 
So education, it seems, must also inspire children to use their capacities in the service of mankind. Education, the way I understood, is not about just self-benefiting. It's about serving others. And that comes from lots of quality. We have to, as a human being or as children, there needs to be characteristics like detachment, serving others. And those quality has to be nurtured in order to benefit humanity. So otherwise, you know, there are education that can be destructive as well. This help us to balance as well as bring the best out of humankind and be the service of to others. You know, as a teacher or educator, we think we are here to provide or to tell children or anyone to that matter about some information. But, you know, this quote is always a great reminder and inspiration because we're here actually to cultivate what is already existing. These children are full of something that is unimaginable. So as an educator, our responsibility is to really helping them to see that potential and to utilize that potential. So the perspective of the role of educator also, it's quite big realization for me uh, personally. So, uh, and I see this even, you know, as when I interact with my employees or anyone I work with is actually it helps me to frame and to see people differently. Have you ever shared this with others, maybe another teacher? What, what was their reaction? Yes, I usually talk about this when I train teachers. They always find it that I'm extremely passionate about education and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And there are so many problems as an educator. There is no enough resource. There is no good payment. There's so much expectation on teachers. But in reality, what's been provided is doesn't match that. So they always think, you know, I'm doing something angelic. But the truth is, you know, this is my inspiration. And I see a lot of aha moments when I have this discussion with teachers, because you get detached about other things and you start looking at the purpose of being here and being given this opportunity to dig that potential from every individual and no payment is enough anyway. So you come to that realization and just gives a higher purpose and make a lot of sense for people. So uh, there are moments I've seen that inspire other people as well. But in general, you know, for me, it's just a beautiful quote, uh, not only as an educator, but as a parent, as a colleague, just to keep that in perspective always when we interact with others. You're so much more experienced now. So when you read this passage, how does it make you feel? For me, as a person, I feel like I am so blessed to interact with this noble creature and I have to find a way to get education to them. I felt like this is my responsibility and to my best ability, I have to deliver education. And I still believe, you know, the way for better society is educating children. And that belief becomes very personal cause, you know. So it's just solidify what I believe that being a teacher is just a blessing and it's not really a job so it is quite a hard work it's a labor of love and the result is just changing a human being lifetime who they are so it's, you can never be get paid enough you cannot and it's not also an ending job it's a constantly um, 
worked on and with so much love and dedication. So for all the teachers, you know, I am just so grateful, you know, and I hope they always find an inspiration somewhere. I find an inspiration from this beautiful quotes to continue doing this amazing work they are doing. Thank you so much for joining us on Moments of Meaning, Brookti. The passage chosen by Brookti is from the writings of Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith. Education is one of the central teachings in the Baha'i writings, which explain that true education must release the spiritual potential latent within each of us. It is this educational empowerment of the inherently noble human spirit which leads to the advancement of civilization and ultimately to peace and prosperity in the world. Baha'u'llah said, Bend your minds and wills to the education of the peoples and kindreds of the earth, that haply the dissensions that divide it may, through the power of the Most Great Name, be blotted out from its face, and all mankind become the upholders of one order and the inhabitants of one city. Since parents are normally the first caregivers and role models for children, they have been entrusted in the Baha'i writings with a special responsibility as primary educators. Nevertheless, society at large must be equally conscious of the needs of youth and children and ensure they receive an education which addresses the spiritual and intellectual dimensions of their growing capacities. With this vision in mind, Baha'i communities all over the world have developed educational programs for all ages to empower individuals to develop their own virtues and learn how these can be put to use in the service of society. As education doesn't end with the transition from adolescence to adulthood, the Baha'i writings encourage a culture of learning and refinement throughout one's life. Baha'u'llah describes knowledge as wings to man's life and a ladder for his ascent, whose acquisition is incumbent upon everyone. Baha'is around the world are therefore engaged in programs of study aimed at gaining the spiritual insights and practical skills they need to carry out the work of their communities. For more about the Baha'i writings, head to baha'i.org. For the podcast notes for this episode, try baha'iteachings.org forward slash moments of meaning. Moments of Meaning is presented by Sean Hinton, sound engineering by Jamie Heath, researched by Nabil Habipur, and produced by Alex Liz and the team at BahaiTeachings.org.